Today, buying good quality chestnut flour can be difficult and it is certainly more expensive than it used to be. A good local organic stone ground wheat flour costs about 2 euros a kilo. If you want to buy an organic stone ground chestnut flour made possibly with local chestnuts, that flour can cost from 10 up to 15 euros a kilo. It used to be the flour of poor people, of those who could not afford or get hold of wheat flour, and now it is considered a delicacy as it is gluten-free, it is very nutritious, rich in fibers, minerals and vitamins. Yet, chestnut flour is one of the most fundamental ingredients of the cucina povera, the peasant cooking, of the Tuscan mountains, from Garfagnana and Lunigiana through the Appennino Pistoiese down to Mugello and Mount Amiata. Basically, the whole mountain right side of Tuscany, from north to south. In the years of famine and poverty, chestnuts have supported the local population with their high calorie content and versatility. When the chestnuts become flour, they can be turned into polenta, porridge, bread, cakes, biscuits, fresh pasta and necci, which are a typical Tuscan crepe. Before the new episode, I would love to thank you for the precious support and all the love you show us, sharing, reviewing and trying the recipes we mention in each episode. I know you're super busy, so if you don't want to miss an episode, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you are listening to a podcast and share cooking with an Italian accent with your friends. Last but not least, remember that you will find all the links to the recipes we mentioned today in the episode show notes. And don't forget to visit julskitchen.com for new stories and recipes from Tuscany. And now, let's start! Ciao! My name is Giulia Scarpaleggia and I'm a Tuscan-born and bred country girl, a home cook, a food writer and a photographer. I teach Tuscan cooking classes in my house in the countryside and I've been sharing honest, reliable Italian recipes for 10 years now through my cookbooks and my blog, JulesKitchen.com. If you love everything about Italian food, big crowded tables and seasonal ingredients, join us and follow this podcast, Cooking with an Italian Accent. My name is Giulia Scarpaleggia and you are listening to Cooking with an Italian Accent, episode 32. I'd love to begin today's episode with one of the fondest memories of my grandmother's childhood. You must know that she has a sweet tooth. She has always room for dessert. When she was a child, before going to school, she would stop at a local meal owned by one of her friend's family and they would pick up a handful of dried chestnuts from the big sacks that would be waiting outside to be soon turned into flour. They would stash the dried chestnuts in their pockets and go to school. That was their morning snack, simple, sweet and nutritious. So even here, in the hills in between Florence and Siena, chestnuts and chestnut flour were important ingredients in the economy of a household. So let's get back to the basics now. How does it work? When and how are the chestnuts transformed into flour? So traditionally in autumn, around October, chestnuts are collected and dried for about 40 days in a little hut in the woods where the fire is fed with chestnut wood. Once dried, 
The chestnuts are gradually ground into flour by millstones. The best time to buy chestnut flour is the four after the second half of November, when the new flour is finally available at market. Chestnut flour has been known for centuries as farina dolce, sweet flour. Why? Put a pinch of chestnut flour on your tongue and let it melt. It is exactly like chewing into a sweet and dry chestnut. This opens up endless possibilities, as you can drastically reduce the amount of sugar you use in sweet recipes made with chestnut flour, or even skip it altogether, as in the castagnaccio. But we will talk about it in a few minutes. Now let's start with Lunigiana and its recipes. Lunigiana is a slice of Tuscany wedged in between Liguria and the sea, the Alpine Alps and Emilia-Romagna. It is very different from the typical idea of Tuscany, with vineyards and olive groves. Its cuisine is strongly linked to the forest. Chestnuts and mushrooms, for instance, have fed the Lunigiana peasants for generations. Archaeological research has established, for example, that the chestnut tree was present in Lunigiana from the 1st century AD, but it was only in the 5th and 6th centuries that a more diffuse cultivation was registered. Chestnut flour is the key ingredient of traditional recipes, including Tuscan chestnut gnocchi boiled in milk, castagnaccio, which is a type of chestnut cake, and marocca, a dark bread made with chestnut flour. Today, marocca di casola is made with soft wheat flour, chestnut flour, and mashed boiled potatoes. This makes a dense, spongy bread that teams up perfectly with ricotta, honey, anchovies, lardo di colonnata, or even local pancetta. Marocca di casola is also listed as one of the slow food products of Lunigiana. In Lunigiana, there's also a kind of fresh pasta known as bastarda, illegitimate, as the wheat flour is cut with a percentage of chestnut flour. Usually the percentage is three parts to one, where chestnut flour is used in a smaller amount. As I've said, it is a gluten-free flour, so it is almost impossible to make fresh pasta just with chestnut flour. Locals make their typical lasagna sheets without egg, and flour is held together just with water. This pasta can be cooked as soon as they are rolled out and cut, or they can be left to dry near a stove until they are completely brittle. Then they can be kept in a paper bag for months, ready to be cooked and dressed in all sorts of ways. A cream and walnut sauce with pecorino is my favorite dressing. But anyway, you will find this recipe on the blog. Garfagnana, a neighboring area, is always competing with Lunigiana for who makes the best chestnut flour. Both flours are a DOP, so a product certified in its quality and its productive process by the European Union. Garfagnana was for a long time a poor and isolated area, contended for by the nobles of Ferrara, Lucca and Florence. Today, it is a favorite among tourists, offering an atypical experience of Tuscany, with its oak and pine woods, chestnut groves, castles and fortress towns, watchtowers and crumbling churches. In addition to its lovely landscapes, Garfagnana is also esteemed for its authentic food and wine traditions, rich with local products that tell of a past marked by deprivation and inventiveness. 
Garfagnana has strong ties with spelt, farro, which is its most characteristic product. Along with spelt, chestnuts, the, a kind of corn known as formenton ottofile, and other forest products like mushrooms and game have sustained this population for centuries. The cultivation of chestnuts as a fruit in Garfagnana has ancient origins, but it only became a serious cultivation in the 12th century, following a demographic boom in the area. Chestnut flour is used to make manafregoli, a soft chestnut polenta served with cold milk or cream, or a very nutritious polenta, traditionally served with ricotta, sautéed mushrooms and charcuterie. Chestnut flour is also the key ingredient to make castagnaccio. Castagnaccio is probably the most representative recipe that is made with chestnut flour in Tuscany. It is a thin chestnut cake, an old sweet treat that tells of a time where poverty and hardship were resolved with housewives' ingenuity. In a simple version, it is enough to stir a handful of chestnut flour with water, olive oil and rosemary and bake it into a cake with a sharp, almost smoky flavour with a thick texture similar to a bread pudding. Talking about castagnaccio in Tuscany, though, might be a thorny issue because each area uses different dried fruit or focuses on different nuances of flavors. Until recently, I always thought a combination of raisins and pine nuts was the best, but now I prefer the castagnaccio of Garfagnana, where you can also find walnuts and the kick of orange zest, which adds a citrus note and turns the castagnaccio into a sweet treat with a typical Christmas flavor. You can find my basic recipe for castagnaccio on the blog. You'll find the link in this episode's show notes. Moving towards the Tosco-Emiliano Apennine Mountains, we find another poor area whose sustenance has long relied on chestnuts and polenta. This is where you can find necci. Nothing could seem simpler than castagnaccio, right? That is, until you try necci for the first time. I myself didn't know what they were until a few years ago, since typical snacks for me had always been grilled bread topped with olive oil in winter, bread with tomato in summer, and often tea with cookies. These thin crepes originate in the Garfagnana area, in the Pistoia Mountains, and the Tosco Emiliano Apennine Mountains. They are served either immediately on their own, or filled with sausage, pancetta, or sheep milk ricotta. They have a fascinating preparation method. It requires a lively fire and two flat cast iron pans, called testi, between which the necci butter is spread. The pans are then placed on the fire to heat up on both sides. Traditionally, the pans were greased with a piece of lard, but today cooks also use good olive oil. Once cooked, the necci are stacked, separated by chestnut leaves, ready to be eaten according to one's preference. While typical of the cucina povera, necci are also intriguingly modern, being both gluten and sugar-free. Their quick preparation requires no resting time. Lacking a set of testi, the only requirement is a good non-stick pan. The sweet chestnut flour pairs well with the savory pancetta and sausage, while the egg yolk brings all the flavors together. If you are in Florence, you can have the chance to try the delicious necci made by Signora Lucia of the farm L'Alberaccio, for 30 years a regular fixture of the Fierucola market in Piazza Santissima Annunziata. Today, she sells her necci in Santo Spirito as well. 
Lucia farms her own estate of about 10 hectares, including a wooded area. A small part of her enterprise is growing garden vegetables, apples and pears, but chestnuts make up most of her production. The chestnuts are dried in the traditional way, they're ground at a certified stone mill. With the resulting flour, Lucia makes her nechi with ricotta. Stop by to chat with her and her grandson and observe what attention her husband Giorgio pays to preparing their snack. Then, if you want to attempt trying nechi at home, there's a recipe and a video on the blog where you can see how easy and straightforward the procedure is. As usual, you'll find all the references in the show notes. And now, since we're in Florence, let's move towards Mugello. Until a few years ago, I thought of the Mugello region as simply the place that produced the good milk I was raised on. Then I met Tommaso. His family is from Mugello, and he grew up there until the age of 12, when the family moved to Florence. Mugello has practically a cult of chestnuts. In the past, they were necessary to stave off starvation, but there is generally a profound respect for chestnut trees here. The chestnut tree is known as the tree of bread. Don't call them chestnut though. In Marradi, there is a typical product called the Marron Buono EGP, larger than a regular chestnut and ideal, especially for high quality marron glacé. If Illunigiana and Galfagnana, what is protected by the European Union is the flower, here the chestnuts, or better, the marroni, are an IGP product, a protected geographical indication. The first historical accounts of the presence and cultivation of chestnut trees date back to the Middle Age, although it was already present in the Mugello area in the Roman times. For centuries, the chestnut woods have represented the main source of income for the area. The first historical accounts of the presence and cultivation of chestnut trees date back to the Middle Ages, although it was already present in the Mugello area in Roman times. For centuries, the chestnut woods have represented the main source of income for the area, so much so that it was the principal food of the peasants. Here in Mugello, chestnuts are eaten in their purest forms, boiled in water, salt and fennel seeds, and known as ballotte, or served as caldarroste, roast in a pan over an open fire, and they are also known as bruciate, burnt, or even ubriache, that is drunk, by being tossed into a glass of red wine. The local marrone is also used to flavor roast or stew meat, or as a base ingredient for chestnut cake, as well as for producing flour and a jam. Boiled chestnuts were also the filling of the local tortelli before the potatoes were introduced in the local economy. Chestnut flour is also used as a substitute for wheat flour to make gnocchi, seasoned with brown butter and sage to enhance the woody autumnal taste, or even with mushrooms. The flour can even be used to add a smoky flavor and creaminess to a risotto, especially a porcini risotto. And now, let's move to Mount Amiata, home to many chestnut trees and producers. Chestnuts were considered the bread of the poor, until the first half of the 20th century, chestnuts constituted the only means of survival for a major part of the population. They make a rich chestnut polenta served with mazza fegato, which means liver killer, a local sausage that is far from being light. Chestnuts can be boiled or roasted. Here they also make a filling winter soup 
with potatoes, mushrooms and chestnuts that I love and that you can find on the blog. Chestnut flour can also be used to make fresh pasta, fritters, polenta or castagnaccio. And here in the Mount Amiata, chestnuts are even used in the production of a local artisanal beer. Word of the day. Learn Italian language of food word after word. Every year, more than 200 people join our cooking classes. Speaking with them, I made a small dictionary of important words and pronunciations that can help you navigate through the immense world of Italian food. So if you love Italian language as much as you love Italian cooking, these are a few words that can be useful for you. Today's word is castagna, chestnut. C-A-S-T-A-G-N-A, castagna. As with gnocchi and lasagne, when G and N are together, they are pronounced as in NY in canyon. So if castagna means chestnut, now you can understand why the most famous Italian chestnut cake is known as castagnaccio. This is the end of today's episode of our podcast, Cooking with an Italian Accent. If you have questions about Italian and Tuscan cooking, just email me at jules at juleskitchen.com or join our Facebook group, Cooking with Jules Kitchen. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to a podcast and share it with your friends too. You will find all the links to the recipes we mentioned today in this episode's show notes. Don't forget to visit juleskitchen.com for new stories and recipes from Tuscany. Ciao!